Hey, it's your host, April. This show, The High Guide, talks about altered states of consciousness brought on by cannabis and psychedelics and is intended for audiences 21 and over. If you've been listening to the show for a while and you like what you hear, please leave us a rating, a review, or a heart wherever you listen to podcasts. And lastly, I'm not a medical professional. If you are experiencing any mental or physical health concerns, please seek a licensed medical professional. I'm really into dabbing mostly because for me, it's also like a time efficiency because my tolerance is so high. Like sometimes I don't have 10 minutes to fucking smoke a whole one gram pre-roll to get me ready to go. So a dab is just a lot quicker. Welcome to The High Guide. I'm your host, April Pride. The technology surrounding how cannabis concentrates are consumed is a rapidly evolving space comprised of old school knife hits, rigs and torches, and more high-tech hardware like electronic tabletop devices with accompanying apps that all seek to perform the same essential task, heating the concentrate and getting you high. I know the first time I saw someone bust out a butane torch and start heating the what I would come to know as a quartz banger in front of me. I was a bit intimidated and dare I say, touch nervous. Dabbing was the new sensation in the cannabis world. And this was not the pot that I grew up with. Fast forward five or so years from my first dabbing experience, and there's seemingly no end in sight to the innovations being made to the way we can consume cannabis concentrates. In today's episode of The High Guide, we're going to dig into different options for getting your concentrate set up dialed in, including advice from High Guides on the classic torch and rig approach compared with more modernized smart rigs, a few pointers on the proper accessories, because dabbing can get messy, so you want to be prepared, and of course, a few best practices from High Guides you can incorporate into your next session. You can get a really nice glass rig and banger and kind of a whole setup for probably like a hundred bucks total. And you just go to your local head shop and they should have all of these things and be super helpful too. Option one, the classic rig and banger. Comparable to a small bong or bubbler, water is typically added for a bit of percolation for your head. However, this option must also be accompanied by some heat. And in this case, a simple lighter just won't do. Here we find two basic options, a butane torch or an electronic heating element, more commonly known as an e-nail. And while it sounds simple enough, there are a lot of moving parts and things to consider regarding the temperature. I like glass that like really fits with my aesthetic. And so per glass, P-U-R-R glass, they have like really beautiful pieces that just like kind of fit into my home decor. It's like very geometric. Um, And I personally, if you're going to, I guess there's two ways you can heat your nail. You can either use a butane torch and use a glass or quartz nail, or you can use an e-nail. If you use the glass nail, it's like a blowtorch. And then you do kind of like this wrist check or like, you know, the temperature check. You wait until it gets cool. Um, But for me, I personally love an e-nail. It just makes it so easy to turn on. I use the mini nail. It's just like you plug it in. Um, The temperature I like to do is anywhere between like 420, maybe 550, depending on the bowl piece and size. Um, Some people like hotter dabs. For me, I like them really low temp because I feel like it just really brings out the flavors. 
But I also prefer low temperature dabs uh, for all the reasons that Bess so eloquently described. Definitely helping people understand like the temperature thing that you're vaporizing something. Um, so it needs to be in a certain like temperature range and there's all these like graphs and stuff you can find online. Um, but I think it's better to do it at a lesser temp because you can always reheat it. Um, and if you kind of torch it, then you basically just burn your entire banger or nail. I definitely dab, dial in my temperature depending on what type of concentrate I'm dabbing. I am a huge fan of solventless extracts. Um, so that's hash or rosin or full melt. I enjoy it at a lower temperature more because it has more plant matter in it. So you don't want to do it too hot. Um, but yeah, that's definitely something I take into consideration is what I'm dabbing. And there are so many great tools now uh, to keep track of the temperature. Um, you know, we used to just use a timer or, you know, the wrist check is best said, but now, I mean, I love a dab right, which is great. It, you know, gives me a little alarm when it's ready to take the dab because you know how frustrating it is when you heat it up and miss it. So that's a great tool that I use. They've done a few collaborations um, aesthetic-wise with different companies. I have a 710 Dabrite. Um, gosh, how do I describe how it looks? Um, a little device that actually can hold your bowl and then it'll have a neck that comes off of it. Um, and you can adjust the neck to go up or down to meet your nail, and that just measures the temperature on there. So you actually set the dab right at what type of nail. So if you're using glass or quartz, it uh, knows what material. And then you set the temperature as well. So I usually keep mine around 500 to 550, uh, depending on when I'm dabbing. And then you can have it, it'll blink or do an actual alarm to go off when your temperature is ready. And then you just go for it. So it's really, you know, a great way to kind of introduce people to it too. It makes it, you know, takes the air out of it for you. Yeah, it's basically like an infrared uh, temperature detector. So they have ones that you can get for like $20. Um, if you're balling on a budget like me, uh, you can get them at like Home Depot or Lowe's for like $20. <laughs> but it's not going to look the same as what she's describing. Okay, this all sounds reasonable enough. A small glass rig, a bang or a torch or electronic heating element, and a temperature gauge of some sort. Throw in a little bit of time troubleshooting your process, and this could be a ritual a person could really come to enjoy. But what if you're looking for something with a few less moving parts or without an open flame? Yeah, I got to shout out Puffco because I think um, that's, I mean, they're the hardware company and they launched, I don't know, a few years ago, and they actually launched with the Puffco Plus, which is a little pen device uh, with a ceramic bowl, and you can load your own concentrates in it, and then, you know, press a button, and it will heat up, and you can hit this pen um, and dab, if you will, on the go. But then a couple of years ago, they launched the Puffco Peak, which is... Um, Essentially, we call these things smart rigs and they, you know, it's again a ceramic bowl um, that sits on an atomizer. These things are electric and you um, 
they, you know, can charge them through micro USB. And yeah, you basically can double tap it and it starts to heat up. And then um, you inhale through the glass piece, which has water in it too. So almost like a bong. Um, but then you inhale the concentrates through there. And I think Puffco's inventions or the hardware has been so instrumental in the evolution of concentrates consumption and dabbing because it's these devices that have made it easier for people to easier and more approachable to people um, to try it. Puffco's are an investment. Um, so if you you know aren't ready to start with a piece that expensive, like I said, I, I'd recommend getting the Puffco Plus, which is their pen or um, any type of device where you can put your own concentrates in it. Um, so I'm sure there's a lot of other pen devices and that way people can get familiar with just, you know, putting a tiny scoop in there, you know, pressing a button and inhaling like a vape pen. And then, you know, from there de- determining how much they love their concentrates or not, you can kind of graduate, if you will, to, um, you know, a nicer rig or something more advanced. Confession time. I've actually never hit a Puffco peak, but it's fast approaching the top of my to-buy list. And both options, the classic rig with more ritual and the smart rig with its all-in-one functionality come with their own positives and negatives. But there's one thing they have in common and you don't want to ever forget. You need to keep them clean Either way, you're going to need the, the Q-tips are for wiping out the bowl um, or the pen. Um, and you have to do that like right after you dab. So while it's still hot, because that way you can just do a real quick swirl around with the Q-tip in the rig and that soaks up all your oil and gets it really clean. Um, if for some reason that didn't get everything, you could use the alcohol or dip the Q-tip in alcohol and clean it like that. Um, and then the alcohol is always good. You just should constantly clean your glass um, or your devices as even like a puff going things. Um, as you use them, their oil will like collect underneath the atomizer. And so you just kind of want to clean that like once a week. Amazon does have a lot of the things I actually have um, had us order our glob mops, which are a specially branded Q-tip, like just mm-hmm. for dabbers. Mm-hmm. And that's because they have like a bigger rounded tip um, for, you know, to better soak up oil in the bowl. And then they have a pointy side and uh, it's pretty funny. So yeah, they're actual branded Q-tips for dabbers and Amazon carries them. (laughs) Yeah, I could have used those. That's why my bowl is forever welded (laughs) in this like $400 rig that I bought, right? Like it's, I messed it up. I didn't clean it. This is why I should have talked to you a lot sooner, but I thought I was just cleaning the glass. You know, I didn't realize. Yeah, I may have just really ruined it, but I hope not. But maybe this is my opportunity to buy a Puffco Peak, which is probably long overdue. Those were all really great tips and down to the fact that there is a special Q-tip because I know that seems like indulgent or unnecessary, but in those moments when you have in your stash exactly what you need, like eye drops, right? Like you're so happy about that. So are there, are there anything, is there anything else like that specific to dabbing that you have in your stash? Like, do you have any of those alcohol wipes that you tear open? There's a lot of waste because there's foil in there, but yeah. What other things are you keeping in your stash for dabbing? 
Yeah, great point. Um, I actually do usually always have some of those little alcohol wipes um, on me, uh, which I had even like before COVID was a thing because, you know, we'd produce events and um, serve people dabs. And so it always be cleaning the rigs and stuff. Then And then I just would always like to have um, the wipes are very handy for them. Yeah, if you want to clean your piece or need to. Um, the dab tool is really essential because, and it seems like a no brainer, but I can't tell you how many times I've kind of like, you know, maybe I'm out at a party or I'm somewhere and I like go to set up for a sesh, you know, I bust out my rig, I fill it with water, I bust out my concentrates, I get my Q-tips ready on the side. And then I go to take my dab and I don't have a tool. And, you know, it's not like, I mean, depending where you are, it's like, you're just like, oh, who happens to have a very small stainless steel knife, you know, or pointy thing. And I have like really pointy acrylic nails, like claws. So I actually can use my nails as a dab tool now, but I could, that wasn't always the case. Was that on purpose? You can tell the truth. It wasn't. (laughs) It totally wasn't on purpose, but I love that it doubles as that because some people notice and ask me if, and I really can't say that, yes, I've done it because I have been in the situation where I've needed to, you know, use my nail and it it works great. Um, But April, you probably don't know this. I, for the longest time was using my gold like tool that came from Vanderpop and you like years ago. And it, um, it was just like, I feel like they look like dental tools, right? They're like worse stainless steel and it has one end that's kind of like a spatula flat and then it has a really pointy end, like a poker, but yours was gold. And so super, looked beautiful. And I used that like forever. And I still do use tools like that. Okay. Clearly an uncleaned rig is a recipe for disaster and a potentially very expensive one. So if you're going to get into dabbing, make sure your stash is properly equipped with high quality tools for cleaning supplies and other best practices to help perfect our next dab session. Perhaps some final advice on temperature range. I think it's uh, also total personal preference. Um, Some people really enjoy hot dabs or warmer dabs and and getting that uh, like rush to the head and um, super lit feeling, I guess. Um, But I think for just a nice, you know, the best flavor and the best, um, you know, just full spectrum experience, I love the low temp. And I'd say most... Uh, hash heads or solventless snobs are dabbing on low temperature. Um, and so that's one thing that differentiates us from other dabbers and people who like to take, you know, or they call glowies or hot dabs, um, which, you know, are going to, what are going to give you that like super high feeling. Um, the key to having a good, uh, first dab experience is low temperature and taking a micro dab. Um, but yeah, if you, the higher the temperature, the more um, THC you'll get and less chirpings. And so that's why, you know, you will feel higher or get that high rush sooner. Um, whereas, you know, the lower temp and with more chirps and less of the THC, because they um, vaporize different temperatures, you're going to get all of that flavor. So someone like me, I think I dab at about 460 or 470. Um, if I was giving someone their first dab, I'd probably like go more to 450, maybe lower temp um, in a puffco that's considered blue setting. Um, puffco does like blue, green, 
red and white. Um, and again, why I just think their devices are so helpful because it removes the torch element. It makes it so someone can just press a button and they also can just know they don't need to worry about degrees. They can just know if they want low temp, medium, high, or really hot. And, um, that has made it super um, easy to yeah, give a lot more people the dab experience. And then I'd say like the purists and, um, you know, there are people who just, yeah, prefer that traditional rig and torch. It's honestly, it's all the same. So in all of these examples I'm giving, the, it really just involves you heat an element, you put the concentrates on the heated element and then inhale the vapor that comes off from heating the concentrates. And so we've just gotten better about how we're, what we're using for the element that's heated and how we're heating it. And it's really about getting to the right temperature that then again, vaporizes the concentrates or, you know, the terpenes and the cannabinoids at like the right temp. Well, amidst the plethora of options for consuming cannabis concentrates, it really does simply come down to personal preference. We hope this episode of the high guide helped you narrow down your next move when it comes to your preferred method of dabbing tech. We only scratch the surface of products and accessories available and encourage you to check out what's out there. Maybe you're the classic rig and torch dabber who likes getting blasted, taking high temp glowies. Perhaps you're a hash head that's hooked on the functionality of your smart rig. Just remember, wherever you fall on the spectrum of options regarding tools and temperatures, there's one cardinal rule. Keep your rig clean. After all the conversations about dabbing we've had on the high guide recently, we couldn't help but leave you with a story, a cautionary tale of sorts, on a not-so-dabulous experience submitted anonymously to our fellow friend in the podcast world, McCarter Gets High. This story is coming to us from an anonymous submitter. Thank you very much for submitting. Here we go. The, it starts off with, my not-so-dabulous experience. <laughs> okay. My high story is taking us back to my college days when I took my first dab. Oh, I love that. So there was this super hot guy in my psychology class whose face I was looking to sit upon. <laughs> Naturally, he was dumb as a post. So when he asked if I would help him study for an upcoming test, I was more than happy to help out. Fast forward to that night when as a study break, he suggested that we take some dabs. Of course I agreed, feeling way too confident. In typical hot, dumb guy fashion, we had to make a quick trip to the store in his Jeep, without the doors, obviously, awesome. <laughs> for a torch. He ran into the store. I stayed in the car and avoided making eye contact with other passengers. When he returned from the store, he informed me that he had just shoplifted the torch and we needed to make a speedy getaway. <laughs> This casual misdemeanor should have sent me running. But again, this guy was real hot and I didn't shave my legs for nothing. I love this. I love this person's attitude. <laughs> Anyways, we make it back to his place with the newly acquired torch and we're ready to roll. Having zero concept of how dabs worked, I confidently took a deep breath and made my attempt to take a respectable size hit. Immediately upon the dab hitting my lungs, all of my cool, flirty girl energy was gone and replaced with the most dramatic of asthma attacks. <laughs> the next 10 to 15 minutes consisted of me in the fetal position, hacking up a lung. Once I was able to speak, I asked him what the fuck happened. 
It was at that point that he realized he forgot to put water in the tap rig. (laughs) Another significant red flag. Naturally, instead of taking my asthmatic ass home, I determined the best course of action would be for me to take another dab. (laughs) Let me tell you, it was a bold move. Even with water in the rig, my trachea and lungs were not up for the challenge. This time, as I entered my fit of coughing, I felt the sides of my throat start to close. In a panic, I started frantically hand-signaling to the hot boy to call an ambulance because I was obviously going to die. <laughs> Sadly, dumb hot guy had was zero help in my time of need. But fear not, I eventually figured out how to breathe and still managed to get dicked down by the night's end. <laughs> Moral of the story, put water in your dab rig and be careful when trying to get it in with hot, dumb people. Wow, that might be our best story yet. (laughs) It's clear that sometimes hot guys and hot dabs just don't mix well. Thanks for listening to this episode of The High Guide and join me, April Pride, every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific in Clubhouse, where we cover all things A to Z, plant-based pleasure. Of course, you can find a new episode of The High Guide every Friday. Subscribe and follow wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're looking to stay in closer contact, give us a follow on Instagram at thehigh.guide and subscribe to our newsletter at www.thehigh.guide. 